Number 287. 287 is the song that we're going to study about and will also serve as our invitation hymn. And so we invite you to look at that uh, song. Uh, Number 287. There's a fountain free. And if you notice up there at the top of the left under the number, it says Mrs. M.B.C. Slade. M.B.C. M.M.M.B. Slade. Well, when you kind of look that lady up, her name was Mary Bridges Kennedy Slade. Instead of just the initials, she was born on January the 18th, 1826. It was 200 years ago in Fall Rivers, Massachusetts. She died April 15th, 1882. And there is a picture of her, and so it kind of puts a connection with this particular song. And uh, she was... Uh, uh, well, she was a pretty smart person. Uh, she was a minister's wife and a teacher, and Mary Slade was an assistant editor of the New England Journal of Education. Oh, very intelligent type of person, just had a knack for uh, writing and uh, prose and poems. A lot, of, a lot of poems were sort of put to music, and, and if you look in the songbook there on to the right, this A.B. Uh, Everett, he kind of made a lot of the tunes that went with a lot of these various poems and prose that, uh, like, uh, this uh, Mrs. Uh, Slade wrote. She actually wrote other songs. We, we actually sung one other of them, Beyond This Land of Parting, the one Derek led. The first song is also by this lady, Footprints of Jesus, that's another song in our songbook, number 239, Hark the Gentle Voice, 268, she wrote that song, and Who at My Door is Standing, so... Very, very talented person when it comes to writing prose and poems that were set to music and certainly great songs and all the songs have great thoughts. But let's look at this hymn now. It, really, all three verses are very similar of talking about the fountain that is free. Alright, let's look at the first, uh, first, uh, verse there. There's a fountain free. Tis for you and me. Let us haste, oh haste to its brink. Tis the fount of love from the source above, and he bids us all freely drink. All right. And as you kind of see there, that kind of that fountain coming from the ground, sometimes you might be hiking, and there are, out in the woods, various places, there are fountains or springs, freshwater springs, and uh, where you have good water, good water source there. And if you were very thirsty, it's like, whoa, that, that looks quite well. There are some springs that are around various places that even people go and get water. Uh, there's one of the sisters there in Rock Castle. She had a spring, and uh, they had built a well house there, and they had like a PVC overflow pipe, and like everybody all over the county would come and get water there because Rock Castle water kind of tastes like dirt, so a lot of people went there and got spring water, and so it's very refreshing. Up in Climax, there's another spring up there. Somebody got the uh, the big idea to bottle that water, and they've made a lot of money sell, selling uh, Climax spring water. And there are other springs like that. One time uh, we went down to Arkansas, went to Hot Springs, Arkansas, where they have hot water springs, but they also have another spring that's not hot, but the water is very good, just very, very good water. I remember getting some of that water. It tasted really good. And sometimes you have that. And so the imagery is taken from the idea of a fountain, a spring, and the imagery. And 
It is free. The springs flow free. It's not like you have to like drop some coins there to sort of get this water. It's there. It's provided by the Lord. Uh, I remember over in the Philippines, Anselmo Vitabo, there was like an artesian well. It's actually on his property. He had built a well, but there was an overflow. And, of course, he had plenty of water in his house because it was sort of up from his house, so it just flowed naturally by gravity. But then there were people all over the community would come and bring their jugs, and they would fill up good drinking water there. So it's uh, freely, freely given. And the imagery is the blessings that emanate from God, that come from Christ. And there is, of course, a scriptural precedent for this whole concept. There are three verses that sort of talk about that. The first one... It's in Zechariah chapter 13, verse 1, which is prophetic looking to the coming of the Messiah. And in that day, uh, and in the book of Zechariah, you have, and in that day, and in that day, and in that day, that is looking forward to the Messiah's day. And so they would contextually tie together by that phrase. And in that day, that is the day of the Messiah. That is the the dispensation that we live under. And in that day there shall be a fountain open to the house of David and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem for sin and for uncleanliness. And so here we are so thirsty because of the problems of sin as we walk in the desert of sorrow and sin, which other phrase that's in our song books. And we come upon a spring. If you were out in Death Valley... Out in western United States, and it's in the summertime out there. And if you didn't make provisions for water, it's like, you better hope you come up on a spring because, I mean, it's hot out there. I was, I was out in Death Valley, it was like 110 degrees. And anyway, the place out there that's so extremely hot. And so you need water supplies. And so if you'd come up on this uh, uh, spring, it's like, whoa, that just is just marvelous. And so spiritually, we need uh, of course, the uh, the blessings that come from Jesus Christ spiritually. Revelation chapter 7, verse 17. For the Lamb who is in the midst of the throne shall feed them and shall lead them unto living fountains of waters. And God shall wipe, her all their, uh, wipe away all tears from their eyes. And again, the imagery of a fountain of uh, satisfying thirst. Jesus talks about, blessed are they that do hunger and thirst for righteousness. The fountain of blessings of righteousness and justice and the blessings of forgiveness, of grace and mercy, they freely flow from the throne of God. And the imagery of water, and if you were thirsty, it's like, man, this is fantastic and certainly exciting. And if a few years ago we were out the Grand Canyon and and a couple of other guys, and we like hiked four and a mile, four and a half miles down in the canyon. And when we left that morning, it was cool and pleasant. But as you descend and the summer sun, it got hot. It was like way over 100 degrees, and you'd be sweating. But it's so dry, you don't know you're sweating. Maybe under your armpits, but you're sweating everywhere. You like you lick your lip, and like you taste salt. And you, boy, you've been sweating a lot. And fortunately, they have a watering station every mile and a half, so you don't have to carry all your water. You can kind of refill your water bottles and stuff like that. But it was certainly refreshing to get to that water station, that fountain to provide water for you. And that's the imagery there. And then notice there in Revelation, <coughs> Revelation chapter 22. Revelation chapter 22 
<clears throat> Notice uh, John also, once again, uses this imagery. And he showed me a pure river of water of life. Water of life. Yeah, water represents life. If you're going to live, you've got to have water. That's why you don't want to live on the moon. You don't have water up there. That's why you don't want to live in Mars, because they don't have water there. Plus, they don't have any air there either. So, anyway, if you're going to go there, you better be sure to take your provisions with you. But uh, you need water. And it represents life. It represents life for plants. It represents life for animals. It represents life for humanity. And so this river uh, is described here, this pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb, and in the midst of the street of it. And on either side of the river there was the tree of life, which bore twelve, uh, twelve manner of fruit, and yielded its fruits every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. So the imagery of life and blessings that they emanate from God, and that's the thoughts of, of the song. There's a fountain free, and God freely gives us these blessings, and that we can freely drink. And then you look at the second stanza. There's a living stream with a crystal gleam. Imagery of Revelation 22. From the throne of life now flows. While the waters roll, let the weary soul hear the call that forth, uh, uh, hear the call that forth freely goes. And so this river of life. We need spiritual life. But you only find it in Christ. You can only find it in the gospel. You can only find it in the Son of God, Jesus Christ. And that's why we need to come to Jesus. And the call is to come. To come to the Lord. Jesus says, come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Yes, and so these imageries that are used in the scriptures, and in the songs that we sing, like this one, the imagery of being thirsty and weary and tired and, and just needing refreshment. And you see this fountain. You see the supply of water. It's like, ah. Uh, I mean, you might be out working and doing something out on a hot summer day. And it's like, boy, you get a big glass of ice water, lemonade or whatever. And you just drink that down. And it's like, ah. You just, you just feel so refreshed. Well, spiritually, that's what we need. And only Jesus can satisfy that thirst for God, satisfy the inward man. And that's the imagery of these of this particular song, as uh, uh, the writer, of course, used a little bit different phraseology, but making the same point. Verse 3, there's a rock that's cleft, and no soul is left. So it's open for everybody. The invitation of Jesus Christ goes out to everybody. It's not going out just to a select few. No, it goes out to everyone. No soul is left behind. If anybody misses it, because they chose not to accept the call. They chose not to accept the call of Jesus Christ. That may not its uh, pure water share. Tis. Tis is kind of a contraction. Generally, it is. It is for you and me. Tis. Thinking about that. When we were kids, we'd gone up to the country and our cousins came over and we were playing Scrabble. And one of my cousins, uh, Susan, she, she put the word T-I-S on the board. And we said, well, tis is not a word. She says, tis too. <laughs> I remember. But that's a contraction. You're not allowed to put contractions on, on Scrabble. But anyway, tis. It is for you and me and it's stream I see. Let us hasten joyfully there. Yeah, it's open. The invitation is come. 
Come and enjoy this fountain. Come and enjoy the river of life, this crystal uh, blessing, uh, the fountain that will satisfy. It is the invitation of the Lord. And then finally, when you look at the course, will you come to the fountain tree? You don't have to come with money. You don't have to have a certain amount of money to become a Christian. You don't have to have a certain be a certain economic strata to become a child of God. There's nothing you're going to have to pay financially to come to Jesus Christ. It's freely given. If you'll just come with your poor broken heart. Yeah, will you come? It says, tis for you and me. It's for everybody. Thirsty soul. Do you have a thirst for God? A thirst for God. That hunger for God. That's that inward yearning for satisfaction in the soul and the spirit. You see, when you're in sin, it just sort of makes you like... Well, it just it just sort of dries you up. It just the 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 weight of of the burden of sin and just just walking in transgression and this great burden and it just leaves your soul empty. But in Christ Jesus, we can find satisfaction. We can be uh, escape uh, from the troubles and the problems that Satan brings upon us by falling into the trap of sin, to temptation and wrongdoing. Thirsty soul, hear the welcome call. Because Jesus is saying, come. And He's going to welcome you in. And He's going to give you, He's going to give you uh, this wonderful blessing that flows from Him. There's a fountain open for all. It's for everybody. Not just a few. Not just uh, certain ones. Oh, it's open for everybody. The invitation is open to everyone. And if somebody's going to be lost, it's not because God didn't try. It's not because we're not trying. I mean, we want people. We're always ready to try to exhort people and trying to talk to people. And we extend the invitation almost every service. And the invitation is always open. I mean, if, if you would go home and you think, ah, oh, you know, I need to do something about my soul. You know, I need to obey the gospel. Hey, well, some of us will be glad to come back and help you obey the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah, the invitation is open. And so, with that thought, will you come? Will you come? You have to make the decision to come. I can't make the decision for you. But he's not going to make a decision for you. Your parents are not going to make a decision for you. Your spouse is not going to make the decision for you. Your children are not going to make a decision for you. Your grandchildren don't make a decision for you. Each of us individually make that decision for ourselves. So the invitation, will you come? We've got to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. Many of the Corinthians hearing, believed, and were baptized. Acts 18 and verse 8. And then we have to believe, Romans 1 and verse 16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. Will you believe? Will you repent and turn to God? Paul went about preaching repentance. He, re- he, pe- he preached repentance to the Jews and to the Gentiles alike. Would you be willing to confess Jesus before men? Jesus said, He that confesseth me before men, will I confess before my Father which is in heaven. And would you be willing to be baptized into Christ? Galatians 3. For you are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many as you have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. Then would you grow and be faithful? He that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. Matthew 10, verse 22. And if you do err, like Simon, who fell into transgression, would you be willing to come back through repentance and prayer? That's what Simon was told when he fell into transgression. Repent, therefore, of this thy wickedness, and pray, God, perhaps the thought of thy heart may be forgiven thee. We're going to sing this song, There's a Fountain Free.
It is open. It is open for all. We stand ready. The Lord stands ready. Jesus stands ready. All things are ready. There's a pool of water. There's garments for you to change into. It's all open. It's all free. And you can come and enjoy the blessings of Jesus Christ. And if we can help you in any way to obey the gospel, come and let us know. Walk together as we stand and as we sing.